Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! You're being recorded, as the uh, lady says on Zoom. I thought she every time she says it, I think she's going to say, "This meeting has been adjourned." <laughs> no, this meeting is being recorded. It's been we a got little, a lot. Yeah, it's been a little while since we uh, did this. I've been out of town on uh, visiting some family, so I uh, just got back and pleasure, not business. Yeah, pleasure. Um, Was it pleasurable? Did you have fun? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, it was a lot of. Uh, I was tired by the end of it, but um, no, it was good. Yeah, got to see everyone, and uh, flights were easy, except for they were packed. They were just packing them in. Yep. Um, COVID's over until I was flying back, and then they said that, and now we have to wear our masks inside. So I wanted to ask you about that because. Part of the reason we're delayed is I was just talking to uh, my mom and I kind of thought it was going to be, you know, we're just going to gloss over like the basics, you know. Yeah. And then she asked me, you know, we, we kind of got into talking about that a little bit. And then she started asking me about like Caitlyn Jenner. And I was like, oh, this is stuff we need to talk about. So I'm actually going to call her back after we're done to finish talking about it. <laughs> but, but like, I was, th- you know, we started talking about the mask thing and I was just like, it's, in North Carolina, it's just like non-existent. Right, right. Well, it's non-existent anywhere because no one else is doing this except for us. And it's, yeah. I actually watched an interview with like people in the CDC who said this was stupid. Because well, also it's so the count- Lake County Sheriff said he wasn't even going to like enforce it. Yeah, right. But it is kind of, it is dumb. So like I, I told you, like I just spent a couple days on set. Um. Yeah. And we had to, you know, we were we were all kind of talking about it. Like, it's really dumb. Like, our first shoot day, we were shooting out um, in Temescal Canyon Park. And then we moved to the, to the beach, to Will Rogers Beach, right? And we have these, like, super, I mean, they're really good. I mean, I would actually, I would recommend these people to anybody. Uh, 
COVID compliance people because they were like on it more than any COVID people I've ever been around. They were like, if people pull their mask down a little bit, they pull up your mask, you know, but we're having the conversation that it is really stupid that we all have to be masked at the beach. You know, like it's kind of scientifically been proven, right. That that's not where it's being transferred. And yeah, look, it's not the COVID people's fault because they're just doing their job and the, the rules aren't nuanced enough to say in this situation, you don't in this situation you do, but that's also part of the problem. And so, you know, here we go. They're asking everybody that we wear masks inside and it's fine. Cause I basically wear a mask inside anyway. Like I, I, I haven't gotten used to not. So when I go to like the grocery store, chances are I'm wearing a mask while I'm in there. So it's not like it's a big difference for me, but I just think it's, and this is what the guy in the CDC was saying. It's like super counterproductive to tell people to get vaccinated and then take this away once they did, you know, tell them that they have to wear a mask. It's like, why you can't keep going back and forth or no one's ever going to believe anything you're saying. Yeah. And I get that it's to protect, you know, I get that it's to protect people who aren't vaccinated, but this is also the problem with Democrats. I'm just going to, sorry. We're going a little rant. This is the problem with like, you're not, you're not going to be able to fix everything through the government. So like, I get that you're trying to help people who don't want to get the vaccine. Right. But like the fact that they're trying to target social media groups and like, at some point you just have to let the dumb be the dumb. And I'm, I, I, I don't, I don't mean to be so crass about it, but like, if you're just not like at this point, it's not like there's a lack of information. Everybody knows and everyone's making the decision, you know, like, and if they've decided not to, I don't know what to tell you. Like, that's your decision. I I can't, I just, and it's not like, I feel like my like rights are being infringed upon. It's just like, at some, you, you can't keep going through all, like, it's like, um, you know, like I said, like, working on set we did another thing a couple weeks ago where we all had to get tested we had to have a covid person come we all had to wear masks all because they didn't want to directly ask the talent if they were vaccinated and you're like you're spending like so much money to just not ask this simple question now i understand why you have to do that you have to you know that they're the important without them there's no thing you can't upset them but i don't know it just seems like we should be able to find a, a workaround on all this. Uh, yeah. and, 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 you know, unfortunately the unions are not going to. Sure. They said that they're working on an updated one. Uh, and hopefully can have it by the end of this month. But, um, yeah, they said that the unions like are continuing to use the same return to work thing. That's date started like a long time ago. Right. And I, again, it's not, I'm not upset. Like I'm not, like, God, it sucks to have to do this or because I don't think it would change that much. It just bothers me that we're not using common sense for things. And when people and even all right, if you have people who are skeptical right now, one of the things is they're looking at it and being like, well, that's not common sense. You're just blanketing this. So why am I going to, you know, if I already don't believe what you're telling me, um, it's just it's just annoying. 
So, but anyway, yeah, it's just silly that that's going to happen here. Um, whatever. Um, do you have any more? Other? Yeah, more time to sit home and watch stuff because I got plenty of stuff to watch or uh, that I watched. Yeah. Um, so basically everything I've got, I think we're talking about today is, is that the only notes that I have, are we going to talk about basketball or no? Uh, I mean, I guess we, people have listened to me talk gloryful about the uh, Suns. They have to hear me just say that the Suns are struggling right now and they lost three in a row and I'm not happy about it. Yeah. Where, where are you at? So are you in a state of panic? Are you... Um, like where, where's your head right now? Where, where yeah, are you at? I feel like so defeated after they're up to nothing and now they lost three in a row. I find it hard to believe they're going to lose four games in a row, but right now Milwaukee's trending that way. And, uh, if somehow they can win on Tuesday, you know, game seven at home, hopefully they can, uh, you know, put the pass behind them and fucking win these two games. I don't know. Well, especially since the Suns come out every game and they go up by like 20 in the first quarter of every game and then just run out of gas. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, I don't know. They just felt All right. So I know we've performances and then someone takes a night off uh, and then Giannis uh, has figured out you know, how to just fucking get inside, and it's just, it's been tough. Who 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 in the series right now are you happy with, and who are you unhappy with? Uh, Booker's really good, as we've talked about. Um, unhappy with uh, campaign as a mess. Um, he's just so fucking erratic, keeps turning the ball over. Uh, Chris Paul has had some rough, rough games, but I can't really like say much bad things about him because he got us here basically. Um, but yeah, I would say like a couple of their role players haven't like Deandre Ayton had like a monster, hasn't really done much in the last like three games. They're not feeding him the ball. I mean, I think, you know, everyone's under so much pressure especially like Booker after like the game three where he only had 10 points and like didn't even play like the second half of the game. Um, So he felt pressure coming out the next game to blow it up. And then Chris Paul had a terrible night that night. It's like, uh, it's been a little bit erratic. They need everybody to get on the same page somehow soon. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so as a, you know, I started off this series just rooting against your team because it's your team. Yeah. As friends do. Um, but I have, um, I've really taken on to like really rooting for against your team. Um, two things. One I had mentioned before we got on there is I, I really enjoy Giannis. He's a very thoughtful guy. Like listening to him talk, he is awesome. Like they were talking to him about, the free throw stuff. And he's just kind of like, look, I just got to have, for some reason, I'm not having fun doing that. And he's like, they can do it. You know, they can do whatever they want with it. And it's fine. You know, it's just me not being able to do that. You know, yeah, he's just the opposite of every, like, so you look at Booker and I get like, you know, Booker is this fiery guy and he's like, um, 
you know, like he walks into the at the end of the, every game, he walks in the locker room like he's going to go murder somebody. Um, but um, he, like we were saying before, he complains every every call, every whistle, you know, like, and um, so um, I, this Giannis being like the opposite of every pampered NBA athlete has like really made me like love this guy. Like he's just a thoughtful like guy. And um so there that's one. And two is the fans, the Phoenix fans are the worst people. Like we we watch these games and anytime I've been with somebody else watching these games, the people are audibly screaming at the the Phoenix fans because they're so uh trashy. Yeah, it's uh, do we need to see the like crowd reaction? Like, they show them so many times, yeah, it's true. And they and they stay with the same group of people usually. The so, there was a guy who was counting hundred dollar bills at each second, yeah. Uh, like, it makes me so, especially because now I've like I have like this love for Jonas, and this shit starts happening. And so now I'm, like, really taking it personal when they're doing that stuff. That guy's an idiot because I'm pretty sure he got jumped after the game. <laughs> they know what he has in his pocket. It's true. Uh, it's not hard to find either. Yeah. Although there's a lot of frosted tips in that arena. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's been really – it's like if if you already weren't rooting for Phoenix, I mean, if you weren't sure – and they show those games, they show those fans. It's really hard to be like, I'm in. I'm in on this team. Well, do or die Tuesday, so we'll see what happens. Dude, but do you, where do you stand with the fans? I just want you, I want you on the record. Uh, they're pretty loud. Some of, oh. them, some of them I don't agree with. Let's just say that. So you're basically taking like this if this is like politics, you're kinda like one of the Republicans, like you know, Donald Trump's pretty loud, I just don't agree with them on some things. There's some people I don't agree with that like Donald Trump, but Okay. Fair yeah, enough. Pretty much. You're being very political. You know that they're terrible people. All right. That was my only note. You got it oh, my only other note is I finished the book. I read The Alchemist. No. Have you ever read it? No. So I was reading it uh, a lot uh, around people, and every person like had felt the need to comment on it and be like, "Oh, it's good you're reading that again." I'm like, "Nope, first time." And then the next person would be like, "Oh, I, that's nice revisiting." I'm like, "Nope, uh-uh." And then someone else would be like, "Oh, we read that in high school." It's like, okay, um, very good book though. Yeah, like, I, high school. Yeah. It was that was a high school book. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Wow. I had no idea. I didn't even like know anything about it until like the last year, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna read this." Fortunately, it's very short, easy read. I don't remember it. Uh, that's my that's my things. What do you got? I got nothing. All right. Well, let's get into some TV and movies then. Yeah, we got a lot of TVs and movies. What do you want to? Um, Oh, did you want to talk about the Emmys real quick? Oh, yeah. I forgot we were going to talk about that. Um, the Emmys came out. I'm looking it up right now. 
it's funny because I basically forgot. Like, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, not, I didn't see when they came out, and um, I really haven't even looked at it much. I just saw that there's a lot of the same things, and I haven't spent a lot of time with who I would. Oh, I know. Instead, and uh, Ethan Hawke like didn't get yeah. For Wait, who'd you say before Ethan Hawke? No, that's who. Oh, I said I was just talking about Ethan Hawke. Oh, okay. Um, so drama. You want me to just go over whatever you want to do, however you want to do it. It's like, all right. So uh, drama series, the boys, Bridgerton, Crown, Handmaid's Tale, Lovecraft Company, Country, uh, Mandalorian, Pose, and This Is Us. How is This Is Us still fucking getting nominated? <laughs> I think it's because they need to keep network television involved. Like, who watches that show anymore? I don't know. I on this list, there's only two. I only watch two of those shows. So, I watched, and I watch a lot of TV. The Boys, uh, Lovecraft, Craft Country, Mandalorian, and that's it. Um, all right, comedy series: Blackish, Cobra Kai, Emily in Paris, Hacks. Flight Attendant, Kaminsky Method, Pen15, and Ted Lasso. Um, I love Ted Lasso. I finished that recently. Uh, the new season comes out soon. Uh, Next week. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a great show. Uh, limited series. All right. This is where the they corrected from the Golden Globes for I May Destroy You not getting nominated. Yeah. I have a feeling that it's going to win. Uh, if it's not, if it doesn't win limited series, it will win for the actress, I think. I don't know. Okay, we'll, we'll get into that. Okay. Mayor of Easttown, Queen's Gambit, Underground Railroad, and WandaVision. And I May Destroy You, right. Um, yeah, I mean, the, it's kind of hard to argue with most of those winning. You know, you know that's a pretty solid list. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much you want to go through with this. Uh, that's fine. I mean, that's basics. That, that I, I, I think we're... I was going to say, if you want to go into that uh, limited, like the lead actress in a limited, it's Kate Winslet, Michaela Cole, uh, the Queen's Gambit, um, Elizabeth WandaVision, and Cynthia Arrivo for Aretha. I mean, that's pretty tight, too, you know? Uh, I don't. I'd have trouble voting against Kate Winslet on anything. So I, I don't know. But that's pretty. That one, two, three is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I have a feeling that uh, we'll see. I have a feeling that I may destroy is going to win something. Yeah, I think so. So going back to your good lord, Bird, like it is crazy that that doesn't get nominated here, and then he doesn't get nominated for the lead actor, but Lin Manuel Miranda. And Leslie Odom for yeah. Hamilton get you know that's just silly. Sorry, <laughs> Hamilton getting nominated is silly. It's I mean I get it if there's like nothing else, but this is I mean sheesh, there's like there were so many good limited series this year. Yeah, but whatever. I'm kind of in the like as this came out, I realized how little I cared. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> Sorry. It's just been a weird time for movies and TV. You know, there's like everybody's sitting around just and all this shit's just coming out and there's like no, like, I can't even keep up with a lot of the shit. Right. It's like there's just nonstop shit coming out because it was backed up from whatever production. So let me ask you this. Did you watch, did you watch Hacks? I did watch Hacks. Did you like it? I thought it was good. I just didn't think there was anything special about it. Okay. Um, but anyway. All right. So we're right. not going to go through all the Emmys. Uh, so, all right, we both agree that the Ethan Hawke snub was pretty bad. I'm trying to think of who else got snubbed that I was looking at. Um um. Yeah, I mean Nicole Kidman for the undoing. Why Emmy Emmy in Paris? Emily in Paris is uh is nominated. Do you watch it? No. Well, then how how can you like? I don't know. It's got all this fucking shit for being that like like all the French people hate that movie or shot. Um. Well, it's yeah. not the French. Um, Emmys, you know, it's not the Fremies, it's not the Frenchies because it makes every French guy look like or French person look like an asshole. All right, um, but you've never seen it, you just you're just relaying that information, yeah, that's why they hate it. Okay, all right, what do you got? Uh, all right, so let's go into some TV since we're in the TV world already. I'm gonna list off some shows now. You and I have discussed that we were going to talk about one or two of them, but there's uh, a couple others I, w- I feared I'd bring up. Um, let's see. Um, did, did you watch the Paul McCartney one, two, three, two, one? No. Okay. I watched the first episode. It's really cool. Um, it's really an interesting thing to watch Paul McCartney because it's impossible for him to be humble, but it's never, you know, it's also really hard to watch someone be like, it's hard to watch somebody like know that they're like that, that important to something. What's the premise? Um, Joe? It's him. Oh, so you don't even know about this. It's on, um, no. it's on Hulu or Hulu. Yeah. It's on Hulu. And basically it's Paul McCartney and uh, Rick Rubin sitting around Rick Rubin's kind of interviewing him about they're like sitting in a studio mostly and they're just going through like, so like kind of his songs and Paul McCartney's like, Oh, we came up with this by doing this. And this was the relationship here. And, and this is why. So like they did, uh, while my guitar gently weeps and they're kind of talking about, um, George turning into like, um, a songwriter later in their in their career, and and he talked about when he first met George, you know, when they were kids, and how this had all turned into this, and um, you know, they and then they like bring the music down, and um, Rick Rubin's like, you know, what's crazy about the song is like this bass line is completely different from this guitar. Like they're, they're com- if you listen to them separately, they're two separate songs and Paul McCartney and he pulls up one, he pulls up the other and McCartney's like, Oh, I never even really noticed that, you know, like just shit like that. It's cool. You'll like, it. it's 30 minutes. 
I think there's like six episodes. I only did the first one. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. All right. So that's, let me, let me check that off. Uh, the next thing that I, I, we didn't discuss that I talked about, uh, did you watch Catch and Kill? No, I don't know what that is. So that's on HBO on Monday nights. It's the, um, it's basically, um, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Dylan, uh, Ro- um, Farrow. Why can't I think of his first name? Oh, Dylan or, uh, Ronan. Ronan. I can't want to say like Rillin. Yeah. Cause I was putting those together. Um, Ronan Farrell basically like doing an interview with the subjects of his piece on Harvey Weinstein and how they like put it together and like, you know, all these different journalists and, and victims coming out and why they did and how they did it. You know, it's, it's just information. It's like a podcast that you're watching. But uh, also only 30 minutes, so um, sort of a, a, an easier watch. Um, white, all right, so these were the two that we had planned to talk about. White Lotus. Uh, white, white Lotus premiered on Sunday on HBO. I was very excited for this just because everybody that I – Trust's opinion was like, you should be excited about this. So I was like, okay. Uh, I was not into like this guy's other stuff. He did like in treatment and shit like that. The guy that made it. Well, isn't it Mike White? Is it? Go ahead. Tell me about Mike White then. I thought I could be wrong. Maybe it wasn't Mike White. Mike White's the guy who did Chuck um, let me see. I'm gonna look it up right now. Uh, but um, he did Chuck and Buck. What's Chuck and Buck? Remember that fucking? I don't even want to talk about it. He makes really fucked up movies. I don't know what Chuck and Buck is. Mike White was on. Uh, he actually did um, Amazing Race with his dad. He. Um, what else did he do? He was in. He was the friend in uh, Ned Schliebly. Yeah. So I, I'm looking at his IMDb. I had no idea that's who this guy was. He's like a yeah. He's a character actor. Yeah. He's did. Uh, he does a lot. He writes a lot of shit. He uh, wrote the Emoji movie. Yeah. Pitch, Pitch Perfect three. Ned Schliebly and uh, what's the School of Rock? He plays the guy that uh, Jack Black uh, fills in for. His buddy. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, so keep going with your, uh, that you were excited about this. Oh, it's enlightened is the show that he did. That's what he created. Um, not in treatment enlightened. Um, but anyway, um, uh, so it's a, it's about base, but like, it's basically about this, um, I guess this weekend or whatever this week at this Hawaiian resort. Yeah. Group of tourists show up and like, they're obviously involved in a murder. Yeah. And so we're figuring out a murder, maybe just the death of somebody. Something happened. Right. And so we're, we're, we're navigating these various storylines. And it really, it really wants to be comical, but I haven't like, I haven't laughed too much. 
So what are your thoughts on it overall for now? It's kind of hard to judge this, even though I think there's only six episodes of this thing or seven episodes. It's like really short. Um, Not much has happened yet. Like it's hard to talk about, but I like all the characters. I like uh, Alexander Daddario. I like uh, Connie Britton. Um, it is hard to see Connie Britton and uh, Steve Zahn as a married couple. They don't seem like a match to me. I don't know. Why? I don't know. They don't seem like they would be married. Is it because uh, she could only be with Coach Taylor? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know who she's hooking up with on Nashville, but I didn't watch that shit. Uh, but I do like the cast, and I like the colorful uh, location, and um, I'm hoping it gets better. Yeah, well, see, I don't think it's bad. I thought it was a good setup. It's a little airy, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like it's a good setup. I just don't know what's going. What to... do you think of that? The the main guy who's that, in a lot of things isn't, he, isn't that the obvious child guy? Is that obvious? Who, yeah. Yeah, the um, slate one where he was like, "Yeah, I think so." He's that kind of guy in a lot. Like he's that guy in um, yeah. in uh, the High Fidelity that show, Girls. He was like, "Yeah, yeah." Um, he's, he's always not- really good as this guy. He's in like every like almost any romantic comedy like of the last ten years. He's he's probably shown up. I do um, like when. Uh, the two girls were like making fun of his wife, and all of a sudden she like takes off her clothes, and well, she's wearing a swimsuit, but gets him in the pool, and is basically like "fuck off." Yeah. Um, um. Yeah, it's a good setup. We'll see what happens, and uh, I mean, it's really hard to just talk about this show because really nothing's happened yet. Um, good point. All right, we'll move on. Um, we'll move on to the other assignment for TV. Huh? Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens next. Well, we also wrapped up Loki this week. I just finished that uh, last night, yeah. So your head must be spinning. Yeah, this fucking show... I don't know what the hell's going on in the show, and then six episodes, like, they renewed it for another season um yeah i have no clue why this was the story they wanted to tell um what the hell's going on um there's a lot of time shit timeline stuff you like that stuff though you usually like time travel i do but this thing was just so muddled it kind of took away from loki's character um, I don't want him to be a good guy. No, I, I'm with you. It's like I'm I'm reading right now like the oral history on Terminator Two, and I think I think about how much I didn't want to watch Terminator Two because I just didn't want him to be the good guy. Um, yeah, I mean, I just don't. He starts having all these like lovey dovey feelings for. I guess his alternate self, which was well. That's the thing that saves it, right? So that's what I was just going to say because I agree with you on this. The thing that saves it is that he's just in love with himself, and and uh, 
you know, like his group of friends are all just different versions of him. So yeah. that I think is really funny. And I think that's the saving grace. I think what they're doing though, is I think they're just setting up, I think they're using this series to set up that they can do whatever they want as far as changing time and changing universes. And so yeah. this way they can keep, keep this franchise going infinitely without, you know, you can kill off whoever because there's another dimension where they exist as a somebody else. And yeah. I think that, I think that they're, to me, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I think they're trying to use this series as a way to set that up so that um, they're almost sacrificing this storyline so that it can be the storyline for everything else moving forward. Um, I was not a big fan of this show. Uh, there's some aspects I liked about it. Like I liked uh, some of the casting and um, I enjoyed the twist on the variant thing. Um, it's just, it's not very interesting to me, the show. Me too. It's way too much exposition. There's just way too much explaining of things. Um, like each time, you know, they'll end an episode with some sort of battle or some sort of fighting and you're like, all right, now they're making the turn to make this good. And then it's like, no, they didn't. It's kind of just, just kind of the same and then when they uh, go right back to explaining shit. And when they finally meet the person behind everything, it's very anticlimactic to me. Agreed. And people seem to be very excited about that because the guy behind it is the guy from who's gonna probably be a major villain in a bunch of shit. I was reading how this sets up um the Fantastic Four universe and everything. Oh. Um, but I'm not like look, I Lovecraft Country was was pretty good. Yeah. I didn't think that the best thing about it was Jonathan Majors. I don't, I don't know. I get it's cool that Marvel's uh, using like people of color rather than just everybody looking exactly like the white people they were drawn up to be, but that doesn't mean um, that we need to be overexcited by seeing. I don't know. I just I feel like if that character is going to be that big, I'd rather be someone bigger. I don't know. I don't care if they're... I thought it was going to be a, like a, a version of Thor that was bad. Mm. Um, yeah, the lack of cameos in this was pretty... was was a little surprising. Yeah. I This movie, this show is just... There's some girl, like little girl screaming outside. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> Should I go check on her? Yeah. Somebody else has it. <laughs> Somebody else is dealing with it. Um, next thing you know, I'm getting an Amber Alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm like, I could have stopped it. More uh, than likely, if you insert yourself in that situation, you're not coming. You're coming out as a suspect way, way more than you're coming out as a. Uh, that's true. Um, yeah, so I wasn't that impressed with this show. Um, didn't really add anything to the Marvel stuff. Um, and yeah, it just, I mean, I guess we didn't talk about, I went to see, uh, I guess I can talk about it later. The, um, Black Widow, but yeah, it didn't add anything. Wasn't that interesting. 
I don't know. Yeah, it felt like homework more than it felt like fun. Yeah. And he's a pretty fun character. They could have done more with it. I'm with you. I, I didn't. I did not love this. Um, and I kept expecting it to make a turn because I feel like WandaVision really made a good turn, and I and I wound up enjoying that, and it just didn't make it for me. Yeah, I mean, like once they went into different timelines and stuff, like they could have added like Avengers or other people from the Marvel universe, and as like a different version of themselves, uh, and like maybe he needs help from somebody, but they have no clue who he is. I don't know. But, I don't know. It just they, they could have done a lot more with it. It's, it was yeah. just, it was uninspiring. I agree. Uh, any other TV? Yeah, one of my favorite shows uh, that is in its second season came out um, this weekend called I Think You Should Leave. Oh, yeah. It's a skit show by the guy who did uh, Tim Robinson, who did uh, The Detroiters, your favorite show. And uh, Z-Shirt. And the man behind the Z-shirt. Did he write that? He is the performer in it. Oh, okay. All I know is this guy's fucking hilarious, and that show is funny as hell. And I watched the whole seconds. This is the this is the great thing about their show. There's only like seven episodes, and they're 15-minute episodes. And it's fucking funny. I definitely recommend it. And then what about Schmigadoon? Did you watch Schmigadoon? Oh, I forgot. I forgot that Schmig... So here's the thing is, I didn't even realize Schmigadoon was a TV show until I got like an Apple alert on my phone on Friday to be like, check out the new series. I was like, boy, that was a typo. It's a new movie. Yeah. No, it's a series. Uh, yeah, Schmigadoon was actually there. That was like our big thing to talk about. I almost forgot that. Uh, Schmigadoon is... Uh... Lauren Michaels show on Apple. Um, Cecily Strong and uh, Keegan-Michael Key uh, are the two main actors in it. It felt like uh, the setup to that. For some reason, I can't hear you. Oh, really? Did I pause it? I can't hear you at all right now. Can you hear me now? Yeah, Yeah, you sound good. Okay, yeah. All right, so it was the setup to the movie, The One I Love. Remember that movie? Um, With Elizabeth Moss, where they have marital problems and they're sent to a place. Oh, yeah. So it was kind of like that kind of setup. And they're sent to this, like, wilderness vacation thing uh, that's supposed to help their relationship. And they end up, like, you know, they're obviously told... You can't hear me now? No. All right, having some technical difficulties. Which is not, it's, it's par for the course on our show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it's basically the setup where they're having matter of problems. They go on this adventure trip. The guy says, don't sway from the, from the path. And, of course, they sway from the path, and they end up in, like, a musical. And they can't get out of it until they find true love. And uh, it's got a pretty good cast. I think the production design in this was really good. Uh, it's got some funny jokes in it, I think. Uh, I'm not sure about Cecily Strong as a main actress. That was my number one question to you. 
Um, but uh, I don't know. I had some funny things. I'm interested to see where where it goes. So she's a producer on this too. So I imagine this this came through her camp, you know. Um, so I imagine that's why she's the lead. But it is. I was excited to see her be the lead because I think she's freaking hilarious. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of a cross between um, the Good Place and um, Pushing Daisies. Um, and I kind of like I kind of like the uh, all the production design and the uh, you know the the atmosphere that they're doing. Um, it's also like Pleasantville, I guess. Um, right. but, but I don't know. I'm not sure yet how. Yeah. It, it, feels I like, mean, it feels like it's run its course over the first two episodes. Yeah, it does. That's a great call. It, it's like the, the, that's why I said like it be, if this was a movie, it would be really good. But six episodes of this is going to be tough. And like, I got to be honest, like, I was so, you know, we both were, we were so excited for the show. And I was so excited. And then once it started, yeah, it was I was really like, thriller. yeah, but once it started, I was like, oh, oh, right. Um, this is like a one note joke for six episodes. This is going to yeah. be like really hard to pull off because like we did two episodes. We spent an hour with these people. They haven't, they're, they haven't changed at all. Like there's not any nuance to their characters. It's just kind of like, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't, it's just not that funny yet. Like I don't. Yeah. I think Keegan, Michael key could, could be a little bit more animated. Like he is in, in most of his things. Like I felt like he was underselling like, his frustration about being in this musical, like I felt like it could have been a lot funnier. And yeah. I mean, especially strong had a couple moments um, that I thought she was really good, but overall I'm like, I don't know if she can carry a whole TV show. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. I, I kind of had the same, same kind of thoughts about it. And I, I, I really was so excited for this. Um, but yeah, like it didn't even have to get very far. Yeah, I didn't even know it was a thing until I saw that trailer. And all of a sudden, I'm like, what is this? But, like, I, yeah, um, it's tough. It's, um, I guess we'll see. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Schmigadoon, not as, not the hilarious experience that I was, I was hoping for. Okay. Um, I don't think I have any other TV. All right. Because we got some movies to talk about. Yeah, we got some movies. All right, so I'm going to go over some that aren't on the list to start. I saw Barb and Star. You saw it a second time. I just wanted to get, like, it's a really fucking weird movie. Yeah, it was written by um, Kristen Wiig and the Anne Murrow, the two stars of the movie. And they wrote Bridesmaids, and I guess they're, like, writing partners. Um, I don't know. I think it's really funny. It's like ridiculous and fucking somebody was on major drugs writing this thing. Uh, but uh, I don't know. There's some fucking funny shit in this. There book. is. There's some really there's some really funny things in this. I like agree. The whole uh, talking club. I mean, I thought that was really yes. fun. Um, 
how what's her face from the um, Phyllis from the office wanted to talk about horses or something. Yeah. And like they wouldn't let her talk about horses because you have to pull the, what you're going to talk out like out of a hat. Um, I don't know. I thought I like laughed pretty hard this whole this whole movie. You you saw it a second time. I like it a second. second time. Yeah, I can see that because now, like when you watch it the first time, you're expecting it to be a normal, a, not normal movie, but just like a comedy. And there's all this weird, like Austin Powers shit. Yeah, and so you you don't you're not if you're not ready for it, it it can throw you off. So I I can imagine the second time watching. Yeah, like, the first time I saw it too, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Um. Yeah. But uh, it, I thought it was better the second time, for sure. Um, you know, another movie I saw this week that I had never seen before was Heartburn. Oh, uh, with uh, Jack Nicholson and Meryl Streep. Yeah. I haven't seen it in so long, so I can't really comment on it. I gotcha. It's Nora Ephron. It's, you know, it's just weird to watch. Like, it's weird. Um, did you. You know, this was one of your recommendations. Or one of the things you wanted to talk about before um, was the Summer of Soul. I did watch it. I watched it as well. I good because I wanted to kind of talk about it a little. I thought it was way too long. It took me fucking two days to watch this thing. I watched it. It took me a couple of days to watch it too. Um, but I really enjoyed. My favorite parts of it were watching the people relive the memories. Right. Uh, um, I also liked like the whole thing that the festival was going on the same day that the moon landing was happening and getting all the perspective of the people in Harlem about um, science in America and should we be spending money on like what's more important to spend money on blah 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 I thought that was interesting it was interesting but it was only like three minutes of, of yeah. you know like most of its performance and yeah, it was a lot of performance. And most of the performances were, were cool. I'll tell you this. The one thing I took out of it, go ahead, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I looked this up while I was watching it. It took place like six Sundays in the summer. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it was six six uh, performances or six days of the Shinnok Festival. Um. I'll tell you this, the one thing I took out of it is that I think it would have been a real fucking uh, pretty cool to see like Sly and the Family Stone. Yeah, that was like the big thing. Yeah. Dude, those guys are so good. And like when he was like that some of the guys in their band were white and they were coming up and people were like, who's this? Like what, this white guy's gonna play drums and da 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 da. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, and like I just thought, you know, they did they showed two performances from them and they were both just so good. So much energy. I was like, that's, that's a show, man. Yeah. Um, but overall I'm with you. It was long. Um, it wasn't really long, but it just seemed long. It felt really, you felt yeah, the over two hours. I mean, it's not really a story. That's the that's the problem is it yeah. doesn't really tell a story at all and they're trying to make some stories happen within it, but overall it's just hey this concert stuff happened, here it is, and here's a couple of interviews to show you what was going on in the world at the time, but it doesn't really, you know, 
documentaries can either be opinions or they can be just showing you what it was. And and this isn't either of those things. It's kind of in between the two. Um, so I don't know. It just, it wasn't as interesting like is, is if it showed itself as a historical document or if it showed itself as an opinion of something like this versus Woodstock, that would be more interesting to me than just, hey, here's a bunch of footage um, and here's some interviews. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not mad I watched it. I thought it was, you know, it was cool to see a lot of that stuff. Stevie Wonder stuff was cool. Yeah, their um, Gladys Knight being so young. Yeah, um, yeah, that was some cool shit. Um, it, just, uh, it just, I just felt that two hour, like over two hour runtime, and it was like you shouldn't have to watch something over two days. Right. Um, I'll just say, I, I, uh, the last thing I watched that's not on our list that I can think of here is. Um, I, for the good of the podcast, I tried to watch Space Jam. You know, I was thinking about putting that on this morning, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't do it. Um, that that's the other movie that I'm midway through. Uh, I I probably should have just watched The Quiet Place too instead. You know, should just follow through with that. Instead, yeah. I was like, but I wanted to get other things done. So I was like, oh, I'll put on Space Jam because I really don't have to pay attention. Dude, it is just, and I mean, and I, I don't remember the first Space Jam. It's just an advertisement for all of their properties. Like, yeah. it's like, wait, so we could go into Harry Potter world and we can go into Batman and we can go into, you know, The Matrix it's all like their properties that they're just like resell. It is he and he is brutal. <laughs> he is absolutely brutal. Like you know, I, I think you think about in your in your like writing life. You know, when you wrote shorts and stuff, you look back on some speeches maybe that you I mean that you and I wrote together, or that you wrote in like short films where you're like, all right, now that I know what I'm doing, it's a little. That was a little on the nose, you know? Yeah. That was like, we wrote this script then now. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah. hey, you want to do your best. You got to do, you know. And you're like, uh, yeah. Um, but I mean, look, it wasn't like I was looking for this to be good. I just kind of wanted to see where they were going with everything. And it's... We'll talk about acting, uh, you know, great acting in a little bit when we talk about gunpowder mostly. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I still, I'll probably end up watching it just to see what's going on. Um, but uh, I, I went to see Black Widow. Yeah. So I went to this theater and I bought tickets. Um, I think we were like, me and my sister went. I think there was like six people in the theater. But so we sit down and... I didn't know that it was a special presentation of the theater of the movie. So I sat down in this theater and the right side and the left side of the theater were all screens. So, so you're basically like looking straight ahead. And then during the action scenes, it expands to all around you. Like you're in the middle of the fucking action scene. Oh, that sounds cool. 
it took a little while to get adjusted to what you're watching. And also like, as my sister said, like the exit signs were like in the middle of the, of the screens. So they were a little distracting when you like look over, but I didn't, she said it was a distracting. I didn't really notice it, but I thought it was kind of cool the way they did it. Um, but I really liked this movie. I thought the ending was a little anticlimactic. Um, and I'm sure these, it has a lot of plot holes, but I thought it was well acted. There was like some emotional scenes, um, some good acting. Um, and, uh, yeah, there was some good, good action. I don't know. I thought it was very entertaining. It was, it was a lot more Jason Bourne-ish. Like they went to a bunch of different like countries and there was a lot of spy stuff going on. Um, and then the ending of course is all like CGI, which you've seen on the trailer where she's falling into the sky and all this shit's falling out of the sky. Um, what, what is that technology called that, you know, that special presentation? I think it was like 4X or something. I think it was called 4X. Uh, um, cause I, now you got me wanting to go. I'm like that, that's the kind of thing that could get you back to a movie theater. You know what I mean? This was in like apex North Carolina. So I'm sure we have something around here Four DX. It's called. I'll have to look that up. It sounds cool. Yeah. Four DX. It wasn't, it wasn't 3d. Like we didn't have glasses. Right. Right. But it's around you. I see. Okay, I'm looking to see where they got that. Um, that's cool. Okay. Um, yeah, it's the kind of things I guess their movie theaters are going to have to do to get you to come to the movie theater instead of staying at home. I want to see yeah, it. Was, like that. It was exactly like that. It was like a effect to like bring people in. Um, well, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I think, uh, I don't know if I would pay $30 for it. Um, but seeing it in the theater for, you know, the nine bucks, eight bucks, it's, it's good. Um, all right. Well, that, when, when you said to me this week, I want to watch a movie about, um, you know, a female heroine who <laughs> may or may not be a good guy, bad guy with a like large body count. I was like, I'm not going to the theater to see Black Widow. And you were like, oh no. I'm not talking about that one. <laughs> I'm talking about Gunpowder Milkshake. And I was... Yeah, on Netflix. I was like, what is this? And you're like, it's, oh, it's the number one movie on Netflix right now. It's Gunpowder Milkshake. And I'm like, this looks fucking awful. Um, so I watched it. And... and uh, I, what were your thoughts? I fucking really liked it. <laughs> I know it's not good but I really liked it. I, the production designer on this, like, was awesome. There was, like, one shot. I have this production designer. The one shot that was awesome was when she goes to the bowling alley and there's all those, like, screens in the back of the bowling. Fantastic. Uh, She, when we talked about leading ladies, we were talking about Cecily Strong. I'm not sure Karen Gillian uh, can lead a movie. Some of the fighting scenes were a little hard to watch. Well, 
that's not just her. That was like, I mean, there were some really bad fighting scenes in this movie. Yeah, it was like slow motion. They had to right. They had to do it because, um, because obviously these people did not take like you know when you do um, John Wick, everybody's like either a stuntman or taking like combat classes. They obviously didn't do that with. The, so yeah, so this movie was a cross between Kill Bill and John Wick. They stole yeah. a lot of shit. Stole a lot from both of those. Absolutely. Especially the library thing with the hotels, like the same type of the library and the diner were all about kind of like the hotel in, uh, in John Wick. Um, the, um, yeah, it was just, I don't know. It's just a lot of stolen things. But it was entertaining. I watched it on a plane. It was a it was an entertaining watch for a plane. Um, I thought the driving scene where the little girl is driving was a little too much. Um, when her hands were numb. But the star is so that that scene is great. I'm sorry, there should have been more of that in this movie. Uh, it's completely impossible for it to work, but I don't care because I thought it was great. Her hands go numb and she's still killing off like five different um, bad guys coming to get her because yeah, I love, I love she's gotten in a knife taped to her hands. Yeah, I love that part. But uh, I didn't really like when she was driving with the girl on her and the girl was driving. I don't know. All right. That's, that's, that's a you thing. Like That's like a mini pick at it thing. I, I, I want to go back to the production design because I'm 100% with you. I looked up this guy um, to see what else he was a production designer of. And the thing that stuck stood out to me, and he's been on a lot of stuff, but was Atomic Blonde because I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. A lot of Atomic Blonde. He did like Deadpool 2, um, a whole bunch of like... Uh, he was the art director on Inglorious Bastards. Um I was just like, this guy is on it. Like, I love what the vision is for this thing. Uh, Deadpool 2, uh, Hobbs and Shaw, I didn't see, so I don't know. But, like, I was like, uh, I don't know. I just, I, like, enjoyed the little world they created in this. I was, like, I was into it. And I liked that it was all women. And I thought that that was cool. Um, It was just a cool take on it all. And you're right. It wasn't very original. It totally ripped off those other things. But... I don't know. It's the kind of, it was, maybe it was just the right time watching the right thing, but I was like really into it. Like I liked the slow motion. I liked the music. I liked the production design. I liked, uh, I was watching, I was like, this is all right. Some of these fights are ridiculous. These, these, this isn't even close to like real com. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, and even, I never th- thought of her as a bad actress or anything. I mean, she was basically playing one note the whole time too. Yeah. You know, um, but it, I don't know. It kind of worked for me because she was just this killer, and I liked the I liked the wardrobe. I thought it was like I, I liked her in that jacket. I thought that was. I mean, obviously that's taken from a lot of other things as well. Um, that's from Drive. That's from yeah, Kill Bill. Drive. Um, they had a lot of Drive stuff going on in this. Too. Yeah, um, but like like the librarians, I like. 
I just thought, I thought everybody looked cool. I was like, and I was like, you know, what the least surprising thing about this movie is that Carla Cugino is in it because that just seemed like she's like an everything. She should be in this right, this movie. So, um, yeah, I thought it was cool. I was like so bummed because I was like, dude, am I really gonna watch this stupid thing? So, kudos. All right, I'm glad you liked the movie. Did you like it though? Because it sounds like you didn't really. Um, I thought, as I said, it was a good it was a good plan thing. I think if I had seen it in the theater or if I had people over to watch it, I don't know. I don't. I, I didn't like it that much. Yeah. Okay. But I enjoyed a lot of the elements and some of the fighting and stuff. But I couldn't get past that it was such a ripoff of other things. It's tough. It was right. like written by, it must have been written by like a high school kid. I know, listen, I know that the director wrote it and he has a writing part and I looked it up, but it felt oh. like it, it was written by two high school kids. Like the dialogue, some of it was really bad and just some of the like shit that happens in it, it's like, right. oh, we can just put this in. What was all sec- it was all secondary to this world, right? None of it was. Yeah flushed out. It was all just sort of um, uh, you know uh, cliches. Everybody everybody was a cliche in this world that they built. So, yeah. yeah, I get that. Gunpowder milkshake. Who knew? Who knew? Um, Alright. So it was a lot. Got anything else? No, I don't think so. I think that that's all I had written down. I figured we should maybe we should change this um, podcast to what I saw this week because well, we just both send the like list the yeah. things that you watched. Well, we should just try to watch the same things. Yeah, it requires to have the same taste. <laughs> There's just too many things to watch. I mean, look, I get it. If we were getting paid to be here. I'd uh, I'd I'd totally watch you know, look I did I I gave in and I watched the uh, Gunpowder Milkshake and it was um, a pleasant surprise for me so you know things like that maybe I'll be more open in the future. Well, I'm glad you liked it, buddy. We did watch the same things. We we had assignments. We followed through. Schmigadoon. Schmigadoon, and Gunpowder Milkshake were the assignments. They were done. And Loki. You, you did the Loki. Gotta watch two episodes of that back to back. Must have been hard. Yeah, it was like the same episode. Like pretty much. It's like it's like one of those things that makes your brain like fries your brain, and it's like not even like watching two episodes of something that's intellectually like. Yeah. You know, it's one thing if you watch something that's like full of information that's smart and like like a documentary you're learning something this is just nonsense so it was it was nonsense yes <laughs> not much on this list was not nonsense yeah all right well uh, until next week yeah <laughs>